Should we do like a test? Or no? Should I just stop talking? All right, I'll stop I want talking. You just, I want you to just hum really loudly. <laughs> just one note. Uh, so, so when you said you wanted me to hum, was that just kind of a you want to hum? Is that... That's what it sounds like, so yeah, we'll so it's exactly what I wanted. I wanted the home. <laughs> okay, do we want to do we want to get into this? I think yeah, cause this episode is going to be more sad than our usual ones because I'm sad. But yeah, uh, yeah. Should I, I, know, should this, I? Yeah, the sooner we get into this, the sooner we're done, and the sooner I'm back in bed. <laughs> back in bed or back in Sim your city? city. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I it will most likely be SimCity, but I probably should go back to bed because I need another at least three hours of sleep if I'm going to function like a normal human being for the rest of the weekend. You know, I'm really glad you at least know yourself well enough to, to inform us that you will probably make the wrong decision here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. The sad cast. <laughs> Today's sad boy cast brought to you by the Minnesota Sim Twins. City Four. <laughs> <laughs> really a one-two punch there. Uh, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into this. Hi everyone, and uh, welcome to the Q4 podcast with TJ, Anthony, and Noah, your favorite podcast. Brought to you by three guys who stay up way too late doing things that don't need to be done. <laughs> that is the most True. accurate summary of my life I have ever True. heard. Figured mm-hmm. we should uh, have an accurate intro to start this one. You know what? No, that's true. Uh, of all the the not so great intros and segues we've had, that was a good one. I'm, I'm gonna give you what was it? A scale of twenty four last time. Yeah. Yep. And we'll do we'll do a solid twenty one out of twenty four. Oh that, wow, that was mm. good. that's like an A Impressive. A minus. I think. Yeah. No, not I bad. don't remember grading scales. Yeah, that'd be right. Anthony, around like you a, know grading scales. Yeah, the old twenty one or twenty four <laughs> point grading scale. That's a B plus, TJ. That is a B plus. No, that is eighty seven point five or yeah, eighty seven point five percent. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty wow. good. Wow. Better than I did in most of my most of my tests. Uh, we're gonna hop right in with uh, Q1 uh, because we switched it around in the chat. I don't actually have like a question written up for Q1, but St. Thomas is receiving uh, an invitation to go D1. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> of course, the the one time that I make a, a solid prediction on what's going to happen with the St. Thomas <laughs> Athletics program is the one time that within the next five days they come out and say, hey, you were totally wrong about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it is a really good decision. I, I like this decision. Um, and it all. You know, I think a lot of people are really upset when we were kicked out of the Mayak, and a lot of that is just because of the history that we have there. Uh, I mean, being in it for what over a hundred years, um, or right around what is it? Right around a hundred years? Yeah, it's uh, so. one hundred and five, I think. Yeah, and so clearly, though, I mean, St. Thomas was getting to a point where we just competitively uh, in multiple teams we were dominating uh and i think having two years to really uh kind of rebuild your program uh get it ready for division one and it's not like we're jumping to you know fbs or whatever and it's not like we're gonna be playing minnesota and michigan state and you know heck teams like alabama no that's that's not going to be happening anytime but i do think you know 
just as, as a member of the media, as someone who, who covered St. Thomas Athletics on a regular basis, I think having some more competitive games would be would be advantageous to not only the, the athletes and, and the people covering the game, but just to everyone in general, the St. Thomas in general. I think that makes for better athletes. That makes for better people. That makes for a, a better atmosphere when you, when you have some really close competitive games and you have, um, you know, it's kind of the, the, the prestige. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but of D one, it's just a, a, a completely different feel. And I think St. Thomas is ready for that. I like this decision. Uh, I'm really excited to see where they go in the next few years. Yeah, I like it too. Uh, back when the whole Mayak decision was happening, I had like a pipe dream idea where I was like within the week after I was talking to people and I'm like I think sometimes should just they should just go D1 we can do the Summit League we're on Summit Avenue that's fine I didn't even really know what the Summit League was I want to be completely honest <laughs> with you I just thought we were on Summit Avenue and that'd be really cool um, but then as like time went on I was like ah that's actually not a thing because we got to get an invitation for them and there's a waiver to sign and there's all sorts of things that need to happen and then it happened and now it's like we're getting the waiver probably from the NCAA and that's very cool um I also did a little bit more research on just other D1 schools because the main argument that I was hearing from people about why we can't go D1 is because the school isn't big enough quote uh so I did a little bit of research on like the good D1 schools in some sports and found like teams like uh Gonzaga Gonzaga is a school of 6,500 people. It's about, like, equal same size to uh, St. Thomas. So size wow. should not be a problem for St. Thomas. Um, and I'm really excited for them to be D1. I'm really excited for the day that one day, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to, like, root for St. Thomas in the first round of March Madness. Can you imagine that? That'd be, that'd be crazy cool. That'd be insane. Like, they won't and, go very far, but, like, SDSU made it in last year, so who's to say St. Thomas can't? And, and that's the thing, too, where, you know, just the, the size argument, I, I, there was a, uh, Tommy Media just posted a graphic yesterday of the sizes of all the schools in the Summit League, uh, the size of their endowment, uh, in the year that they were founded, uh, and St. Thomas was kind of right in the middle for all of them. They weren't the, the largest in any category but they also weren't the smallest uh so i think moving into a a division one school i think when 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 you hear division one you think big 10 big 12 sec uh acc pac 12 whatever it might be um but i mean d1 has hundreds of schools and dozens of divisions uh all at different levels and i think the summit league is the perfect size league for st thomas to join uh so yeah, I I think if I wow that that sleep deprivation is is coming up strong here, guys. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there, um, but yeah, no, I think this will be a good move for uh, St. Thomas. Okay, so we're back. Hi Noah, welcome back. Hey, hey thanks. Less crackly Noah. It's not. It was nothing with the mic. It was the. Uh, uh, computer my computer is slowly dying i can't handle running uh discord and google chrome at the same time <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry that just sounds so i was at that point one in college Noah. i know what you're saying where it was like you have netflix and youtube open uh-uh nope that's not gonna happen okay but why do you have, Wait, netflix, why you have netflix and, YouTube? and youtube open at the same time like the same tabs you idiots come on like I'm, I'm watching netflix but i didn't close out of a youtube video that is paused okay i guess that makes a little more sense <laughs> i thought you were just like you're thinking you were watching no i'm not netflix duo netflix watch at the exact same time <laughs> i'm just trying to optimize my media intake <laughs> got your eyes <laughs> separated looking different directions <laughs> my right <laughs> ear is listening to netflix and my left ear is listening to youtube that's how it's done he, he had that surgery that yeah where you uh is it the the corpus colossum <laughs> yeah the bridge in your brain it splits <laughs> it so uh he could devote the left side of his brain to one video and the right side of his brain to the other <sighs> video. also he can absorb can that the really content weird, 
Mm-hmm. He can do that really weird thing with his eyes that chameleons do, where they just start splitting in two different directions. The Perry the platypus look. Yes. Yeah, I know what that is. Um, <laughs> so, okay, this is what I'm confused about, about this whole summit deal. So we, the the petition or the idea is that we go into the summit league, but not all sports would play in this league, right? Is it football yeah. and basketball? Football that and hockey. Uh, football and hockey. Football and hockey, that wouldn't. Yeah, and so basically the, the summit league is a, a division one league but they don't have some of the sports so it's not like we're choosing a different conference because we just we, we don't want to be in the summit conference for football uh it, it really is just the the league does not support football uh and so the two main options for our football team right now are the pioneer league which is a football only league uh, and the missouri valley conference which is where a lot of the other summit league teams play their football like NDSU, right? Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. And that's and is the best way to explain that that's like a step down from your Big 10, Big 12, SEC, yeah, it, ACC. Yeah, those are they're FCS schools, uh so football championship series, not FBS, which is football bowl series. That's what it is. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it yeah, it, it's basically think uh Division 1A and Division One AA, gotcha. where AA is kind of a a half step down. That's a good way to put it. Half step down. I like it. Football bowl series, more like football baloney series. Yeah, I I know we talked about this last week, but that the tournament or the uh, the bowls structure and the the current playoff structure for FBS sucks. It's baloney. Yeah, it's... Sure. Yeah, baloney <laughs> is the B word I was thinking of using there. Yeah, this is too. a family-friendly podcast, except for that one episode where I couldn't find the word to edit it out before I uploaded it. There's TJ, the just the the swearer of the group. That's for that's sure. That's me. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. It's totally it's definitely TJ. definitely He's just TJ. The one swearing up a storm in here. Yep. Yeah, come on, TJ. Seriously, TJ. Hey, did you know Adam Vinatieri went to South Dakota State? Really? I did not know that, no. Yep. And and actually, you know how I said there's only nine famous alumni that came through the Summit League? Are there actually ten? No, I was just looking at the pictures, so each school took <laughs> one famous person. And because the other text was way too small, and I didn't want to read it, and it actually lists like 15 for each school. This so. is journalism, I, folks. This is yep. premier, we found out premier pictures. Journalism. <laughs> we have found out that Anthony is a pictures man. Yep, just no words, give pictures. <laughs> so, so throughout the rest of this podcast, maybe in like another half an hour, I'm just going to be like, oh yeah, you remember Ralph Engelstead? <laughs> yeah, he went to north dakota okay moving on i'm just gonna add those little tidbits in here and there ralph engelstead the fav the famous uh ralph las vegas entrepreneur right yeah yeah exactly. obviously i, I know everybody I know knows good old ralph ralph good old ralph wait ralph. how is what's his face carson wentz not on north dakota state uh, probably a, a Cowboys fan wrote the page. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Should be cool though, man. Be pretty cool if we were D one. We get to say we went to a D one school, right? Yeah, that's like. Uh, I feel like we'd have to put like a little asterisk by it, or say it with a. Uh, some level of sarcasm like oh yeah no totally i i went to a d1 school i'm trying to figure out a way to work this into like i did uh we we all did sports broadcasting for a d1 athletics program yes absolutely Uh, that's it dude that's a total resume thing absolutely yeah that's like that's the spot like kind of what you were saying no like the half sarcasm but kind of like you still want to put it on your resume kind of thing right like yeah, you can you can sound anything stupid 
you can change anything you can sound anything stupid (laughs) that was perfect you can make anything stupid sound better on a resume for sure like i think the whole press and publicity of this situation means that like when i go somewhere and i say like i did sports broadcasting for st thomas they're like oh yeah the school that got kicked out of the conference for being too good at athletics yes that one (laughs) yes i it is really them it is interesting though because this like the whole mayak getting kicked out thing was very seemed like behind the scenes you know Mm -hmm. and then it was just one day we got a letter that said we were out but this this isn't even confirmed yet and if you just google summit league and it has like the top three news stories that come up like really quick on on Chrome or whatever. It's St. Thomas announces intentions to go Division One. University of St. Thomas invited to join D1 Summit League. Summit League invites St. Thomas to go Division One. So like this is, it's everywhere. ESPN did a thing on it. I'm yeah. I, I think you you go go ahead, TJ. Okay, okay I was just gonna <laughs> say, and that that's <laughs> quit being so Minnesotan. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that's a big part of it where I think the Mayak knew what they were doing. They weren't entirely in the right in doing so. And so they wanted to do it as quickly and as quietly as they could as to draw as few eyes as possible. Where this, St. Thomas finding a new division, um, I think... One is just it, it's a it's a good story. It's a, a good feeling for the university and everybody there. I think this one, uh, people can be really excited um, and can kind of turn the story as like, hey, we were we were kicked out by by a mean old Mayak, but look at us now. We're so much better. We're we're going D one, um, and I think part of it too is it it's a publicity stunt, not not a stunt per se, but definitely a a publicity grab for St. Thomas. I mean, it's not every day you get to get be covered by ESPN. Not every day that, you know, the entire news cycle revolves around your university. And after some of the, the not-so-great news that's been coming out, like all the bomb threats that they've been having, yeah. uh, all the, the, the racist incidents that they've been having, this is just a, a very good, feel-good kind of story. It was like, hey, we finally found our home. We're not going to be without a conference for any significant amount of time we're going d1 there's some great things happening for the university here so i think multitude of factors that that play into uh the the level of news coverage for this announcement as opposed to being kicked out of the mayak i am honestly convinced that uh getting kicked out of the mayak might have been the best thing that ever happened to st thomas athletics uh just because like within the span of six months St. Thomas went from being the bad guy, like they're the school that comes in, they're cocky, they beat everyone. They went from being the bad guy to being like everyone is on their side uh, outside of this. Like it, the amount of positive spin that has been able to be put on it by Sullivan and Eston, which props to them for taking a real tough situation and turning it into something really good. But like the amount of just good PR for free that came out of this scenario and now St. Thomas is a D1 athletics program. Like they went from being only known in Minnesota and only known and hated in being in Minnesota to being known nationwide, a D1 school and everyone is on their side. That is a positive spin on a very, very tough situation. Yeah, it's, I mean... Talk about being thrown to the wolves right away for, is it Estin or Estin? Estin. Phil Estin. Estin, okay. Um, Getting a new job, replacing this basically god in (laughs) a St. Thomas culture and Steve Fritz, and then coming in and having to spin this right away. Like, you did a pretty good job. First year on the job. Here you go, dude. Good luck. And the more I think about it, the more... I feel like it should have been a little more obvious, at least to me, that this was ultimately the move that St. Thomas was planning on making. Uh, I mean, hi- just just the the fact that they hired Phil Eston, who over the course of his career has been at five Division One universities, 
uh, and has that experience uh, of leading large athletic programs. Um, and talking to him a couple of times after he's been hired um, and, and talking to a few other people uh, uh, familiar with the situation, you know, St. Thomas throughout the entire process was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to keep our focus on, on the student and we're going to make sure that uh, academics come first, um, which has kind of been their stance. And that, that was the main reason I, I said, oh, yeah, you know, they're totally going to stay Division three, But everything else up to this point suggested that they were going to go Division one. Um, and I'm just really upset that I went on record saying that they're not going to go to Division <laughs> 1 literally a week before they made that announcement. I am def- That was pretty funny. I'm definitely of the opinion that uh, the administration knew this was coming. Uh, like, the timing of it is all a little bit too perfect for it not to have been, like, whispers in the winds for quite a while. Um, like, when they announced Phil Esten, D1, coming in, uh, and that Steve Fritz would be here until spring semester of uh, 2019. And then when Phil Eston came in, he started hiring on some of the people that he had worked with at Penn State, some of the more uh, D1-focused, building the uh, programs a little bit. Uh, and like this, the, this wasn't a spur-of-the-moment hiring. There was definitely talks and talks and talks that went into it before he came here. And something is telling me that, like, the administration knew this decision was coming a long time before anyone else did. Um, so, it's all very fascinating. Yeah. Also, random, uh, random tidbit here. Uh, one of our favorite questions uh, at Tommy Media... Uh, to ask at the end of the year to Coach Caruso is if he would ever consider moving up uh, uh, divisions, being that you know w- would he ever leave St. Thomas for a you know a Division One gig? But I guess it gets the best of both worlds. Gets to stay with St. Thomas and gets to be a D one coach. This was his plan all Sorry, along. Sorry, that that was really random. That was just uh, uh, something that we would always joke about at at Tommy. No, Media. that's absolutely it Fair, like for a lot of the coaches at St. Thomas, like you look at Ruth Sin or John Tower, you look at them, and you're like, would they ever like if they got an offer from a D one school, would they ever go there? And now they don't have to worry about that because they're at a D one school. <laughs> Even Lowry was soccer yeah. too, especially in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Well, even you know, uh, Sheila McGill for the women's mm-hmm. soccer team. I mean, I think the women's team has been far more successful than the men's team over the last couple of years. I don't know, far more successful, but they've been. I th- Long story short, St. Thomas Athletics are good. This is a good move for them to move up to Division One. I'm looking forward to seeing John Cheetah beat the U of M uh, in softball. That's that's mainly what I oh, want. Oh, man, that would be awesome. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I guess that does bring up one question. I know we've already talked on this for like a half hour already, um, but one of my biggest concerns moving forward now is what happens to Tommy Johnny. Yeah. Mm. Because even if the, the, the teams stay at a similar skill level for the first couple of years, I mean, just the, the whole semantics of a Division One school playing a Division Three school, what might that look like? Uh, on a a schedule come playoff time for St. Thomas, where sure, let's say you go, you know, seven and and three, six and four in your first season, but one of those wins is against a non-conference Division three opponent. I I, I have to to wonder if the, that doesn't look too good uh, to people who are making the decision on you know whether you get into the postseason. So there there are just a lot of things. Um, well, and, you know, TJ, when, when we had Coach Caruso on for Keep the Ball Rolling, you know, he talked about that very much, too, where, you know, would he be interested in playing teams at a at a higher level? So maybe playing some D2 teams. And he went through and explained just some of the uh, logistical hurdles that would be there. Not so much a football standpoint, because I think at that time, St. Thomas, as a football program, could have taken on other Division two football programs, purely from a football standpoint, but there's there are just so many other non-football factors that go into it um, that I think we might be seeing the last Tommy Johnny games coming up in the next couple of years here. Oof. Yeah, that's that's it's a tough pill to swallow. I mean, that's a rivalry for 
a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hope you're happy, Saint Ola. I mean, what? <laughs> Secretly destroyed the best thing we ever had. Yeah. Well, this... although I guess in a way, do we have to thank them now because we're in we're moving up to Division okay, One? Okay. So what is it? This is probably the what has to happen. Absolutely now. not. Is that St. John's is now going to be the school that beats up on everyone. And in five years, they will have accrued over 50 conference championships. <laughs> and St. Olaf will once again kick them out. St. John's will move to the Summit League, and the rivalry will be back in business, baby. Well, Honestly, T- you're, TJ, you're I'm on fire with your predictions lately, so. This is, this is, this is going to happen. I think the issue with that, though, uh, just in terms of school size, endowment, everything no, else, that doesn't matter. would be at the very bottom. School size, <laughs> endowment, those don't matter. All that matters is that Tommy Johnny stays alive in D1. Or St. Thomas has to go saying. and play St. John's on the East Coast and just build a rivalry there because they have the same name. <laughs> Ooh, so you're yeah. Saying, so what you're saying, TJ... Is that size doesn't matter, but it's about how you use it. Q2. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to respond to that. Q2. Uh, We're moving back to the loons now uh, because they played LAFC this last year, last week. Anthony, you were at that game. Uh, It ended in a draw. Do they have a chance in the playoffs? Now that we've seen um, them do this. Uh, he, he, here's my cautious yes. Because, so first of all, the game was in Minnesota. Um, the field, which is something to talk about if you want to dip back into the St. Thomas-St. John's game. But the field was in absolutely awful condition. It was being ripped up. It was super wet. Um it's what happens when you have sod that's fresh and not a year old and is getting rained on left and right. Um, and I think the idea is that they're going to try to like resod so that the Tommy Johnny game can still be there in two weeks. Oh, is that right? right? That's happening there so soon because the, the actual date it would be, would be the day after, minnesota united play there oh or or it's or it's the other way around i'm not sure i think it's actually the tommy johnny game first then the playoff that's an even bigger oh no so i don't know what i haven't looked up enough i've heard rumors back and forth one of my coworkers went to st thomas so we've been talking about it this week but i don't i don't know what what the plan is because you have to think that Minnesota United get the priority here, right? You would think. But but then can you imagine these next two weeks for our our guy TG three trying to figure out <laughs> how he's gonna fit forty five thousand people into into St. Thomas Is that because to they've watch already, that football? They've game? already sold all the tickets and everything. Yeah. And so so I don't know, that's a logistical issue that TG3 gets to deal with over the next two weeks. Part of me is very but, happy um, I graduated this year so I do not have to deal with any of the yeah. athletic department going through the yeah. roller coaster they're about to be on. Oh my god. I mean, if you just walked into that office, was it two <laughs> two years ago when they played at Target Field, just walking on in the third floor of that building was stressful. It just stressed me out, you know, (laughs) like there was so much going on. Um, but anyway, soccer. So the, the feel I got from the game was usually when, when you're at home and the game's tied, your team, the home team is like pedal to the metal in the last 10 minutes, just trying to find a goal somewhere. Um, but what was a little bit unsettling was that it was one to one and you could kind of feel that the players were like, okay, there's 10 minutes left. Let's just, let's just get the draw. Right. And, and that is unsettling to me because 
if you're at home and you have 20,000 people behind you and it, it was loud in there again and it was a great atmosphere, but let's go score a goal. Like, let's go show these guys that <coughs> that we can beat them, especially going into the playoffs. That I think that would have been huge, but Minnesota United didn't have, uh, didn't play Ozzy Alonso. Um, who else didn't we see? Uh, we saw Angelo Rodriguez in the second half only. I mean, it was just a different look. Um, and not exactly our top guys, but um, we held our own, played well. We scored on kind of a fluke goal, so I don't know. It's It'll be tough going through the next couple weeks to see uh, what we do, but before that happens, like before we can even worry about LAFC, we have to beat either, it looks like it's going to be either Dallas or Portland in the first round, and um, the good news is it'll be at home for sure, but uh, we play Seattle tonight, or sorry, tomorrow, and that's actually going to be a huge game based on points because we could fall, if LA Galaxy win and if Seattle beat us tomorrow, then I believe, checking standings, checking standings, checking standings, um, that we will actually fall to fourth place. So, um, which means we'll only have one home game and we'll play, um, Real Salt Lake, who is a very good home team. They're okay on the road, but I don't know, man, it's, it's really close right now. And we have a home game, which I think is great for us, but I think it's the second game that's really going to be tough once we have to play, um, someone like, it, it would be either Seattle or Portland or Dallas. So, I don't know. I, I'm nervous. It'll be fun, and I think getting here is just we've already had a successful season. We don't have any expectations going into the playoffs. That's like, the Minnesota no, mindset right there. And and everything that we do in the playoffs is good. If we, if we win the semifinals, great. And if we lose in the conference finals, hey, we made it to the conference finals. I think next year is when that, okay, we made it to the conference finals. Now it's expected that we make it to the finals, you know, and then we'll get our heartbrokens for real next year. <laughs> Can't have your heart broken if you never have expectations to begin with. Exactly. Set the bar so low that anything exceeds the bar. Even losing I think, exceeds yeah. your expectations. I mean, seriously, like we got here, let's play hard, playoff game at Allianz, let's make sure it's fun, and then try again next year. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, it, it's fun. It's a really fun atmosphere. It was fun again there on Sunday. It was cold and rainy, but it was good. It was fun. Go United. I don't know, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a positive look, and I know we have more negative stuff to get to, so... We can, yeah, I appreciate we can wrap the up positive MLS. look. Uh, yeah. Because I think it's it's now time to dive into Q3. Existence is pain. Life <laughs> is nothing but a void. Lacking in any sort of direction or meaning. It's time to talk about the Twins. Do you want us to talk... Do, do you want us to talk about this, TJ, or do you just We're want us gonna to, like, to have be quiet to. for about 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah. while... That's what I'm saying. Do, do, do you want us to talk about this, or do you just want uh, me and Anthony to be quiet for the next 15 minutes while you just sob? <laughs> I... I don't know what I want. That's a good question. <laughs> I want the Twins to win is what I want. But apparently well. that's too much to ask for. It's only uh, one game. We though. lost 10 to 4. It's only one game. That's the It's in New York. Okay, think about this though. All right. So the the realistic scenario is that we'd hope to come out of New York 1 and 1, right? Yeah. Like 2 and 0 would be would be very difficult to ask for, but 1 and 1's realistic and we'd be in a really good spot, right? Yep. So wouldn't you want to lose the first game, win the second game, bring momentum back to target field. 70% of teams that win the first game of a five-game series win the series. TJ, if you were going to go one and one, wouldn't you want to lose the first game and win the second <laughs> game? Stop looking up stats. 
Just feel. Just feel with me right now. How I feel is sadness. (laughs) I I think what... You know, with with the playoff baseball, I mean, every game matters. But, I mean, it's still only a 1-0 deficit. I mean, the, the, the Twins, if they win tonight, which they should have a good chance of doing. I mean, it kind of goes to what Anthony's saying, where, yeah, hopefully you you don't lose a game. Hopefully you sweep the Yankees, but unfortunately that's not going to happen. But, you know, as you mentioned, 70% of, of those teams who win the first game win the series. That still means there's a chance for the Twins. And this is probably the best Twins team we've seen in over a decade. Heck, maybe, you know, going back even to the, the World Series teams from 87 and 91. Oh yeah, and so I think last night what was a combination of a whole bunch of things: being in New York, uh, being the the underdog, being you know facing the the I I don't know the if the story is the best word for it, but I mean everybody knows the history between the Twins and the Yankees, and I think for the first four or five innings, the Twins show that they can go toe to toe with the squad. And so if we just if our pitching gets a little bit better, if our bullpen holds up a little bit more, I think the Twins have a really good chance. And you know, I was telling this uh I was telling Christian this about the Cardinals because uh, they lost uh the second game of their series. They're tied 1-1 with the Braves. I was telling him it's just because they wanted to secure two home games uh at, in St. Louis. It's the same thing with the Twins. The Twins totally meant to lose this one. Exactly. They, they just want two two games in Minnesota. They want playoff baseball in Minnesota. So you just have to m- remain positive, TJ. It's uh, it's not time for uh, 2017 NFC Championship bury your face in the carpet just yet. Boy, will we get there, though. <laughs> oh, will we get there. <laughs> so, TJ, did you watch the whole game start to finish last I night? I watched until... Uh, it was the bottom of the eighth. Yeah. Okay. So you are how you're obviously sad because we lost. I think I've picked that up so far. Really? Right? What told you that? Okay. <laughs> um. So now we got a little attitude coming out too. Okay. Um. So is it? What do you think from those first eight innings? Where did it go wrong? Was it just the bullpen, or was it did the bats cool off? Well, I didn't watch the first. I literally started watching in the bottom of the eighth. There were some defensive mistakes. Um, there was it, it's it's a combination of um, some of the players are a little bit hurt. They're a little bit beaten up, um, so they're not quite playing at the same level they normally do. Um, there were a couple errors that led to more base runners and extended innings uh, for Barrios early on. Um, and then there were uh, really shutout defensive plays by the Yankees that prevented uh, anything from like dropping in the outfield. So it was, it was a combo of things. I don't think it, the pitching was really all that bad. Um, I think it was more so that it, once it got rolling, um, it was hard to stop. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's hard to do in anything away, you know? Like, if you're playing anywhere and it's not your home field and it just gets louder and and the momentum is definitely on the other side, that's super hard to stop. So, I don't know. Tonight's a new night. We've got those playoff nerves out. And I don't know if this is just me, but... Does it just piss you off when every single stat and every single comment by every single person is about how good the Yankees are? It's just all Yankees. Yep. Yeah. Even like even during the season, whenever ESPN or wherever like Bleacher Report or something would do um, a look on the MLB, they'd be like, "Oh, we're watching the Cleveland and New York game tonight." And I'm like, dude. Cleveland's down by seven games in the division. Like, who gives an F about Cleveland right now? Let someone point a camera at the Twins for one time. I, you know what I mean? I, we, I, was, I forgot about this earlier in the week, the thing that made me very mad that now I'm going to talk about. Uh, 
Uh, ESPN ran an article highlighting the strengths and weaknesses of every playoff team uh, in major leagues right now. Uh, and it was brought down to like the uh, matchups between the two teams, you know, what, te- what each team does better than the other team, etc. Uh, and when the article came down to the Yankees and the Twins, uh, the article basically said like statistically, um, well, first they, they gave the home run crown to the Yankees, which made me mad right off the bat. Uh, they started it with, we know the Twins hit more, but we're going to give the home run crown to the Yankees for this season. Uh, and then in the in sense. the Twins section, they said, uh, because we're giving the home run crown to the Yankees, we can't find a s- single statistical category in which the Twins are better than the Yankees. The Yankee, Everything that the Twins do, the Yankees just do better. So I did the research on the season stats, and in, of the 14... Uh, major statistical categories for pitching and batting. The Twins lead in 11 of them on the season. Uh, so I uh, stopped reading the article. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got very heated about that. Noah, do you think that like when you and I get mad, like when I get mad, I'll like listen to music or I'll like talk things out or something. Do you think TJ's a a mad researcher like he needs to like he sees something he's like that's stupid and then goes and like looks things up and tries to combat it in his own mind there would be several times that we were when we were living together uh that he would get mad about something and then go to the keyboard and you'd see him furiously typing away (laughs) and then would give you five reasons on why that is total bs i'm absolutely i'm i know i'm right and i have the stats to back me up as long as i can find them yeah, That's so, funny. so I honestly, because like what, like you said, when you get mad, you listen to music. When I get, I get mad. Like if I'm watching a game, I'll let myself be mad for you know like 15 minutes. Like when the Cowboys lost uh, uh, last week, I'm like, dang it, this sucks for the worst team in the NFL. But then after 15 minutes, like you know what, if you're cold off, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, TJ, TJ has to be vindicated <laughs> until he feels better. <laughs> as long as I know I'm right, I can continue on with my day. Uh, so, <laughs> I'll show you, famous reporters. I can look up stats that are right, you idiots. I win. <laughs> Although that that bothers me, because like these people who wrote this article are getting paid to do this. Exactly. And they can't find this stuff that an angry Minnesota Twins fan. It took found me five minutes. minutes. It took me five minutes. I literally Googled Yankees season stats. Pro Baseball Reference was the first thing that came up. Clicked on it. Had a chart. Opened a new tab. Minnesota Twins season stats. Pro Baseball Reference. Opened up a tab. Compared the two. It was not that hard. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's just part of the the New York bias, the New York effect, where being in the largest media market in the world has its perks. Being a team that has won the most World Series champions uh, championships out of any other team has its perks. Uh, and being a team that, quite frankly, has dominated the Twins in recent history has its perks as well. Uh, and so I think in every sense of the word, the Twins are the underdog in this series where not only on paper are people writing them off, even though they're a 100-win team who hit the most home runs in a single season in MLB history. You know, uh, on the field they're getting written off as as you know a small Midwestern city. They're getting written off. So I don't know. I think that's just that's part of the the struggle of being a Midwestern team is dealing with that kind of disrespect from national media. Good. I say good, bring it. So when the dude that's pitching tonight and his name escapes me at the moment. <laughs> Tanaka? Um, no, for the, for the Twins. Oh, for the Twins. twins. Uh, Knack. What's the first part of his last name? Dope what the heck? Oh, yes. Randy. Okay. Um, that's, the, that's the face of like the Twins. That's what I think of when I think of like small, smaller market teams like the twins you know like this dude who should not be here at all (laughs) but he's here and we're just trying so hard i think that's so funny and that's what's gonna like beat up the pretty boy expected to win teams 
and I freaking hope it does. That'd be hilarious. I would love to watch like, Randy this Dobnik guy take him on and win tonight at Yankee Stadium. That would be yeah incredible. <laughs> this guy throws a complete game like two hitter, <laughs> and he just you just look at him and you're like, how did that happen? You know, <laughs> like he'd probably be asking himself the same thing yeah he'd be looking in the mirror going what every time the camera's up close you can just see the confusion behind his eyes like this isn't how it's supposed to be he's upsetting the natural order (laughs) why are we winning right now i'm pretty sure that when minnesota eventually wins its next championship uh because it's currently in what is it's i think it's in the longest major market drought of uh any any major market with all four uh big uh professional sports leagues it is the longest drought of a championship because they haven't won anything since 91 and i'm pretty sure that when minnesota eventually if minnesota eventually wins another championship in any sport the entire state will just like sit there like stunned like philadelphia had riots other places have parades. I think Minnesotans will just like like sit and like we we won't believe it. We won't know what to do with ourselves because yeah. we, we we're so yeah. used to just not winning. I think I think it would all happen like so fast, you know? And then we'd be sitting there and be like, wait a second, we just won. What? I what's happening? And then I think I think it's exactly like you said. It's either one of two options. It's either the sit there stunned, like I can't believe we we just actually won. Or it's just everyone takes a month off of work <laughs> because because there's just no people just lose their minds and everyone's okay with it. The police lose their minds. So it's just there's no there's no laws for a month. So I think it's one of the two options. A month of the nicest purge ever. <laughs> the crimes people are committing are like dancing in the street it's nothing violent everyone's just like (laughs) stealing a beer to give to someone else in a kind gesture (laughs) yeah yeah we can dream we can dream it's it gives us something okay we're gonna move to q4 i don't want to be sad anymore uh, All right. Speaking so of good facial hair, Q4. Uh, apparently, this is the year of the backup quarterback in the NFL. Uh, what are your opinions on who the best backup is currently, and will we see any of the current backups start in the playoffs? I say I went through uh, and just uh, looked at all the injury reports uh, to see which starting quarterbacks were injured, and for this week, nearly a quarter of all teams will be playing with a backup quarterback. You have the Bears, the Jaguars, the Saints, the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, and Washington. Don't forget the Vikings. What? Essentially what a backup. Kirk Cousins. Oh, no. no. <laughs> that doesn't count. You, you can't call someone who gets paid $84 million a World's backup. World's most expensive backup. <laughs> but uh, I was but wondering so, if you were making a joke or if that was like a thing. It was so, a bad sorry. joke. Keep going, Noah. Oh, no, I just <laughs> honestly, out of all of those players, really, I think the best backups that you have right now are Gardner Minshew and Teddy Bridgewater. And even then, both of them have showed uh, some big. I don't want to say red flags, but I mean they're backup quarterbacks for a reason, and I think. I wouldn't trust any one of these guys to carry you through a deep playoff run. Uh, So to that part of the question, will we see any of these guys in the playoffs? Uh, I think we'll see Teddy in the playoffs, but on the bench because he's playing on the Saints (laughs) with Drew Brees. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, do you expect the Bears to go? I mean, with their defense, maybe, but Mitch Trubisky should probably be back by that point. Are you expecting the Jaguars to go anywhere? Particularly this whole Jalen Ramsey thing that's going on. That's kind of a toss-up. Do you expect the Panthers to go anywhere without no. Cam Newton? I don't expect them to go no. anywhere with it. Cam Newton, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be worse with Cam Newton. Yeah. And on that point, too, do you expect the Jets to go anywhere with or without Sam Darnold? <laughs> no. Aren't they? They're on their third-string quarterback right now, aren't they? Yeah, because yes. Sam Darnold is out indefinitely with mononucle- mononucleosis, giving us the funniest graphic that ESPN has ever made. 
Um, and then their backup was Trevor Simeon was their backup, if I remember correctly. So. And then he like broke his ankle. His leg snapped yeah. or something so like that. So they're on yeah. their third stringer, who I believe was drafted in like like the seventh or eighth round this year. And he's there, there is no eighth round. He was drafted in the eighth round. <laughs> I think you mean an undrafted free agent. That's the eighth round. That's the eighth <laughs> round. <laughs> I consider that in my brain, that's how I organize it. It's like eighth round is anyone not picked up in the draft. Because like that's just it's still the draft. It's just the extended round. Um But like he's he's so scared because he's he hasn't done this before. And yeah. Like that situation is even worse than all the other backup situations. It's like the Jets are they're not going to go anywhere. And they're playing against you know, they're they're in the same uh division as the Dolphins, who are a dumpster fire. High high school team. Like, essentially, like I I could see Malacca playing them very close. Um oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you have the Bills who are also on their backup quarterback. Uh, I think, unless Allen is back this week, which I don't think so. I think it's he's questionable yeah. for this week. I don't know if he's been ruled out yeah, yet. He, he was listed as questionable. Okay. Um, yeah, well, the Bills are still weird to me. I still don't understand how they, they played the Patriots close, and they're 3-1 and one right now, and I don't like any of that. Um that's not that, that's not how things should be. It should be Patriots are four and zero, and everyone else is zero and four. That's how that division is always supposed to shake out. Uh, Although I I have some issues with with people saying the Patriots are are the best team in the NFL right now because they have played probably one of the easiest schedules. Oh, I'm not saying uh, they're the so, they're the best team in the NFL. I'm saying that through the first four weeks, most most teams play their division teams, and the Patriots division teams are but yeah. Yep, that's a it's a great word to use. <laughs> they are straight up butt. Like I would I would give them, yeah, they're a hundred percent butt status. Is is the <laughs> NFC East, or the AFC East sands the Patriots? Oh gosh, what about uh, so Minnesota's playing uh, the New York Giants this week? Yeah, Daniel Jones has looked. He I, is like. Not spectacular, but solid. I which is am a hundred percent of the opinion that Daniel. Ever since the day he was drafted, and all the way up to this point, I have been convinced that Daniel Jones is just a clone of Eli Manning. Like, did you see the way he dressed last? <laughs> yes. Week? Yeah, that was funny. He, I've seen. There was a video on the of him and Eli Manning during the preseason on the sidelines. Okay. And a coach's call came through their earpiece. They both put their head down and to the left, put their right hand over their ear with the two fingers touching it, nodded at the same time, and then looked back up and both grabbed their shoulder pads around the collarbone in the same way when they were done. Like, it was frightening <laughs> how similar they were. That's funny. I think, I so, maybe Eli a while ago, but... I think that like Daniel Jones is is mobile, and and that word is used very cautiously. <laughs> uh, he's more mobile than Eli Manning. Who he's exactly. like a Josh that's, Allen kind that's of what I'm, That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but he's a big dude, and I think that's this is kind of it was like when Baker Mayfield started for the Browns last year. It was not to bring it back to the Browns <laughs> as I often do, but um, it was it was kind of like okay, we can we can do something now. And they, they had Saquon last year and then it was like, holy crap, this guy's good. And now it's just a less incompetent quarterback. And now people are starting to be like, Hey, you know what? Like we can, we can win. And honestly, with the way that the giants looked and the way that, um, the Vikings have looked over the past couple weeks. Well, I guess past couple, last week, I should say for the Vikes, but this could be a very interesting game. On Sunday, I'm concerned. These two. I'm concerned about every game yeah. this year for the Vikings, and I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it seems like it's been a 
a steep slope from two years ago for sure. I am I'm detecting a pattern in the Vikings win and loss. Um, I'm I'm predicting they're going to go Fibonacci with this. Uh, so they win mm. loss win loss win 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 loss finish the season on all wins and then lose in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> the old Fibonacci and NFL reference. The classic tandem classic. between the two. <laughs> this is an intelligent and and deep podcast. Okay, we are smart people here. Well, I'm I'm surprised that one you knew what that was and two all of us knew what that was. I'm telling you, we, we this is the most intelligent like, sports podcast you can find on Spotify. I paid attention in 10th grade math, you know? We don't all you did. Te- we can, don't you, you teach like 10th grade math adjacent? No. You teach science, that's math adjacent. Well, <laughs> I guess adjacent loosely. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't, isn't that the definition of adjacent, like <laughs> loosely next to? <laughs> well, I did I say I was adjacent to the English department or to the math department? <laughs> you didn't say you were adjacent to either of them is the problem. Well, did I say I was adjacent to the speaking department either, TJ, or not? Do you even the ones teach at a communications school? majors, teach? Do you even go yeah, to seriously, school? Seriously, you guys Anthony? are the communications people. No, obviously not. No. That's true, we are. Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> I only knew what that was because both my parents have advanced math degrees. I, I was not a math person whatsoever. I used to be. That's I... I could do math up until I actually had to start working and studying to, to have everything make sense. And fortunately that was right around calc one. Uh, so yeah, math was easy I, I, until I, I had to work for it, man. It, yeah. And so I, I got through high school math, uh, struggled for the first semester of college in calc one and told myself I'll never take another math class again. That was, and it's worked out pretty well so far. That was exactly me. I took calculus senior year of high school said, I'll never take math again. And then, uh, senior year of college realized I needed another math class to graduate so I had to take one after taking four years off of math and that was not fun <laughs> I, don't know, I feel like stats and math are, are adjacent related but different yes yes someone say adjacent is that what you just That's said exactly what I said <laughs> <laughs> shoot <laughs> uh, well we've Wow, we've covered yeah, we, it all. We, in this we one. really have. Yeah. This is an all-around educational podcast for the whole family. Sometimes, <laughs> oh yeah. Until Noah goes and says the the f word. Forcical yeah, on that. No nope. fortitude. Fibonacci. Fibonacci. <laughs> Damn it. Come on. Dang it. God. <laughs> oh, slightly behind. Slightly behind today. Yeah. Well, my excuse is I'm running on three hours of sleep. What's your excuse? That I had an emergency poop. (laughs) (laughs) Family show, right? (laughs) That that really takes it out of you. Q4 podcast where you learn a little bit too much about all the hosts. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Come for the sports, stay for the poop jokes. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Come for the poop jokes, stay for the sports. <laughs> stay for the sports. Uh, TJ, are you going to be okay watching this baseball game tonight no. by yourself? No, I, I'm not. Let's be real here. Yeah. I. We'll, we'll stay optimistic. <laughs> we'll do our best. Which is barely above barely just good. Above just good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. I think I think that does it. Before this gets any weirder. Before we, we go any farther. Yeah. We're 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 going downhill fast. Uh, yeah. Bail out while you can. From all of us here at the Q4 podcast, from Noah, Anthony, and me, TJ. We've been people talking on your speakers uh join us next week for the q4 podcast have a good one